listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Well-Being, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Woman of Strength. And I've got another amazing guest um, to have a, a wonderful chat with today. And I'd like to introduce you to Anik Inner. Welcome. Hi. Hi, and thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. Now, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Anik. Um, she is a transformational coach, a speaker, and author of Soul Superstar, Healing the Past and Letting Love Shine. That sounds amazing. Um, and unconditional love is her gift to the world. And after living with shame inside of her for years, leading to self-sabotage and self-abandonment, alcohol abuse, and sadly more shame, Anik's found her way back to herself through sobriety and feels called to share her message with women who are feeling lost and alone. And that just fits so beautifully um, with Women of Strength because I, I found that through the women that I've interviewed, we, we all have such a deep, deep story to find out who we are. And I'd love to hear your story in terms of your journey to becoming um, that, that strong woman. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, my story is is a story of shame, and it's always difficult. And I talk about it in my book as well. It's always difficult to understand or to identify when shame started. You know, because very often it is something that's transmitted, like from generations, and it's something you inherit. So, um, in my case. It started, like, concretely speaking, it started when I was three, three and a half. I don't know if you can see. I've got a piece of finger missing. Oh, yes. And I had a, a, a freak accident when I was a kid. The door banged on my finger, crushed my finger, and a piece was gone. So that was the first moment in my life where shame concretely you know, poke his head and said, oh, I'm going to stay. And that was the beginning of just a long series of events that just confirmed or reconfirmed that shame. I grew up with a lot of shame, first because I was not like the other kids, but then I, you know, it's like a, a snowball and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Then as a teenager, I just felt like I wasn't meeting the requisites or the expectations of my parents. So I decided to go for the rebel road. But of course, deep inside, I would feel shame because I wasn't how others wanted me to be or how mm. I myself thought I should be. So it went on bigger, bigger, bigger. And I think what really made it big <laughs> is that at some point, I went back to my home country. And, you know, when you've been a rebel, when you've been someone who was like I was, 
it's you you still have this this thing inside of you where you think okay i'm gonna go back to my home country and i'm gonna show them that i i'm different now i've done things differently i'm not that same little hot mess that i was and it kind of went completely the other way it's like, <laughs> okay <laughs> i went back home and um i worked i worked a lot i think that was part of demonstrating that i had my i don't know if that's parental guidance thing but uh i had my my stuff together let's say apparently but then i had so much stress and then you know that's just what we did it was an island drinking out of the bar at the bar was what we did except that i had so much stress that i always ended up when i was with friends at the bar drinking completely letting go and it was as if this part of me that was so stressed or that was constricted mm -hmm. would just knock me out and say tada now it's my turn and then she would do just crazy stuff and the next day i would be left feeling just horrible yeah horrible for what i had done full of shame and sometimes full of guilt because i would also do things that would um damage my relationships with people so it led to a lot of shame building up a lot of guilt building up until um i think one of the massive steps was when i decided i was i didn't want that anymore i didn't want to live with a part of me that i was kind of afraid of and i i just wanted peace i wanted peace with all the pieces of me and i remember i also had a couple of car accidents where no one was hurt thank god and i always think that's probably because the universe was sending me signs mm. and it was still saving me because i had a mission and that was the mission you know to go through these things to get into so many ridiculous risks and not be hurt yeah. so that i would still be there to tell my story and to say you know things can change and things can be different and i remember one day you know i was completely drunk i decided to go say hi to my boyfriend at 4 a.m. and he lived 1 hour away so i was completely drunk i started driving i drove for 1 hour without nothing happening except 5 minutes before getting to his place i drove straight into a roundabout gosh my my rearview mirror hit the pole the sign post on the middle of the roundabout my rearview mirror if it was just you know just that I would have crashed into that sign first in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. well in the morning. I crashed, well, I didn't crash. I got straight into the roundabout, my tire burst, but I was so drunk I kept driving. Took the wrong turn, kept driving and driving until I realized, well, I think I'm lost. And I stopped the car and that's when I realized when I wanted to turn it, I called for help. and i realized i had also run out of gas so you know i thought wow very vulnerable position to be in <laughs> yeah and i thought you know 
I don't want to be that girl calling her boyfriend at 4 a.m. Well, it was 5 now. With a burst tire in the middle of somewhere where everyone is going to work and they're looking at me thinking, mm -hmm. what's wrong with her? Then the guy coming to fix my tire, my battery had gone dead by then because I had left the lights on. And he turns the car on with the battery and now there's no gas. And, you know, I felt like really like a mess and I didn't want that. And I thought I've got to get my life together. Mm. And that's when it started. And that's, that's when I decided to go for therapy. And that's where I was coming. I'm sorry, the story is a bit long. <laughs> I, I, find it, I find the interesting part, you know, you said about the universe, you know, needs you to be here and sending signs and all of that and kept yeah. I find it really interesting, the fact that you crashed, you had this accident in a roundabout because on a roundabout, you could have decided to take many exits and one of them could have been, you know, a, a completely different road to obviously that you've taken. So I think that's, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I had never seen that like that, but yeah. 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 Actually, now that you say that, it's really cool because I was supposed to go straight at that roundabout, but I took an unexpected yeah. wrong turn but this yeah. is the turn that then you know took me to the to the therapist took me to start this new process this new life and I remember I was telling my therapist that I feel like I'm in the classroom I'm the teacher and the the pupils have just gone wild like they're shouting and there's paper planes flying all over the classroom and everything and I have no idea what to do and I just want my kids to be like sitting and listening to me telling stories and we're gonna be a whole big family and that's that's how my story started hmm. and so yeah. what's your journey so after you obviously you, you did therapy for a while and so what came out of that so after you'd been through you know therapy route what, what was your next step well, I have to say, you would expect me to also say that's when I quit drinking, but that's not. Yeah. Uh, I started therapy um, a year later. So I started therapy, I started dealing with my stuff, with my past wounds, my unresolved issues, and it was painful, but I was still doing it. And then uh, I think the journey gets to the point where a year later, about a year later, uh, I feel like I'm okay. And then it's Christmas. I go visit. I'm at home and I go visit a friend and we catch up. I haven't seen her for three months. So we catch up on her veranda. And the next thing I know is I wake up in my bed and I have no idea how I got back home. I look out of the window. The car is there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I did it again. And, you know, and that, that was the turning point. Nothing had happened yeah. again. I, but I thought, I can't even remember how I drove back home. I had carried my suitcases up the stairs in my bedroom, and I couldn't remember any of that. And that just, that, I got scared, you know. I got scared, and I thought, 
you know, I'm not sure the universe is going to give me an unlimited number of chances like that. Mm. And I got really scared because I thought this was the time when the universe said, you know what, I saved you once again, but if you don't get your shit together, things are going to go bad. So that's when I decided to quit alcohol. And that's when the really, the really real journey started. <laughs> because, you know, alcohol was just a means for me to not deal with my issues, to not face my demons and to, you know, look the other way. Yeah. And getting sober was, getting sober, making that decision was the easiest part of everything because what followed was, I think, the most challenging year of my life because I was still in therapy and I was dealing with really, really painful stuff that I had kept hidden for a good reason for a long time. And I didn't have any numbing tool. I was just there with it and I had to deal with it and you know that's I think that's when and I have no absolutely no um, problem saying that's how I think I became a woman of strength because I learned to sit with those emotions and I I learned to be with myself no matter what yeah, and, and that does take that takes courage and yeah. strength and and determination because you actually have to look at who you are, isn't it? And um, that can be a tough place to be because then you then you got to start looking at well, this is who I am, and this is who I've been, but who who do I want to become? And that's that's a real yeah yeah that's another journey absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I did hit rock bottom at some point. And that's why at the end of last year, I, I just got to that place where I was facing who I was, that part of who I was that I still hadn't accepted and that I was in that, that crossroads again, that crossroads again. And I thought, you know, I can either keep running, hmm. but I don't want to because I'm exhausted and I don't want to keep running all my life or I can just go towards the darkness instead of you know running away from it and that's when I took a month away I went to London I had a friend who was away she lent me her house and that's when I went there I sat there for a month and wrote my book that was my way to put everything on the table look at it and yeah. deal with it yeah yeah, and I think what, what we fall into the trap as, as humans is that we feel that our life experiences defines us, and it actually doesn't. It, it shapes us, but it doesn't define us. And um, so tell us, tell us about your book. You know, what, what's, what's your title of your book? So it's called Soul Superstar, Healing the Past and Letting Love Shine. Yeah. I'm having some doubts now because it's not yet out, so I might maybe tweak the title a bit, I don't know, but Soul Superstar is the, 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 the part yeah. that's remaining because my book is about me, as I said, dealing with my past issues that had been unresolved, looking at them and trying to understand, exploring these past issues and 
as I said uh, to your friend before I left, it was like, instead of running away from the darkness, I felt called to go down it. I imagine it as a dark basement and I felt called to go there with my torch and with a light bulb to fix to that dark place so that then it wouldn't be dark anymore. And that's, that's what I did. So I look in my book, I look at the, the stories that have defined my life somehow that have shaped my life. And as you said, and that's one thing that I say in my book, I had, I often said, you know, my father had depression when I was then. My mother had really high expectations for me and made me feel like I wasn't good enough. I always repeated that over and over and over again. And then at that point, I was like, that's not who I am. That's what happened to me. But I don't yeah. want to keep living with that as who I am. So I really wanted to put everything on paper, look at it, and leave it in the book. You know, it was like putting it out, getting it out of myself and then saying, okay, this is what happened, but this is who I am. And the reason why the book is called Soul Superstar is that in the book, in between the various chapters, there is this voice of love who is, that comes from my soul superstar. Yeah. She is love with a big L, love as the energy that rules the world, love as the higher power. And she is there giving me her wisdom throughout the book. And what is, I think that's, a, that's an interesting thing to tell is that when I sent the manuscript to my editor and it came back, it was all, you know, red pen, red pen, red pen except for the parts where my soul superstar spoke. Yeah. And those parts, she told me, those parts are just, they're just perfect. And in myself, I thought that's, that's probably because they were channeled, you know, they were pure love being poured on paper. And that's why they were just perfect as they were. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I totally agree with that. I think that when we really, really do... Um, speak from our soul and we don't edit it, 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 people connect to that. And then what happens is, you know, the critical mind comes in when we start writing and, and then we go, oh, no, we need to edit this, edit that. But yeah, you can't edit um, the, the soul's teachings whatsoever. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, to totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> and so what's the key message that, that your book is sort of Speaking, you know, it's is it um, targeted at women or is it just sharing your story around alcohol or, you know, what what would we be reading about and learn from it? Um, it's just my story. It's not even so much. Maybe I talk two or three times about alcohol, yeah. uh, but it's more of my story. After I quit alcohol, it's what happens, right. you know, when you decide. It's my experience of looking inside of myself, looking within yeah. after I quit alcohol and what, how I dealt with it. So in a way, it's, it's a bit to show the process so that if a woman or a man, you know, wants mm. to know 
how to look inside themselves and what they can find. And it's, it's not going to be some scary thing or, uh, but sometimes it can be scary. And that's why also I do share a couple of times how I use EFT uh, tapping yes. to deal with my fears and to deal with my, my pain and my emotions. And basically what I do is that I just put myself out there and show people that it, it's a process and it's, it's good. It can be done and you will come out of it feeling better. Right. Because you spoke earlier about, you know, that whole sense of feeling shame and, and guilt. Mm-hmm. How, how do you define shame you know, and guilt? Because they're, they're two different things, aren't they? So how would you define that? Because I know a lot of people, I, I'm a therapist myself, and I know when people feel shame, it's very different to feeling guilty. So what, what did shame, you know, how would you define shame? So um, I think I will use uh, Mike Ayamila's definition because it just brought tears to my eyes when I saw that because I could totally relate. He says that shame is the closest vibration to death that we can feel because it's wishing a part of us didn't exist. And that, when I read that, that was like, wow, this is, this is how I felt, you know, shame is thinking that a part of you, wanting that a part of you wouldn't be there or would be different or, mm. you know, not wanting. It's, 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 yeah, I think it's wanting that a part of you were not there. And, and that's what shame is. And guilt is, Feeling like you do not deserve to be loved. Yeah. Feeling like, you know, because you did something and you hurt people and you are a bad person and therefore you do not deserve to be loved. And that's the same thing for shame as well. You wish that a part of you were different, but because that part of you is there, so you you are not lovable. And that's why I always put shame and guilt together because and that's why they also fit together because both of them lead to this feeling of you thinking that you are not lovable, whether yeah. because you, you do not have the characteristics or because you have done things or because you are not the way you should be or because you have done committed actions that and hurt people or done things that make you not fit for love. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It all, all connects back to that. Yeah, I'm not enough, isn't it? Because shame, yeah. the, the way that I, when I work with people around shame and guilt and defining the difference, it's very much shame. If, if you feel shame, it's like you are a bad person. Whereas when you feel guilty, it's about the thing that I've done is bad as opposed to me being the bad person. So it's the behavior that's bad. But when we feel yeah. shame, it's actually defining us that I am a bad person. And, and so that, that fits, you know, perfectly around how you are feeling about yourself. Yeah. And, and shame is, is a, um, 
a really tough road to go along to to heal from and so when you were doing you know going through your therapy and what were some of the key things that you learned about yourself or any techniques you know you said about the tapping but is there anything else that you learned to pull yourself away from shame and go do you know what actually I am okay I'm an okay person I, I you know I've had these life experiences but I'm not a bad person is there anything that you could share with us that's going to help other women out there uh, feeling shame? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, um, EFT did help. Yeah. But yeah, EFT did help. I I often tap on forgiveness, and I think that that's the thing. Forgiveness and love are key. They yeah. are. They, I, I don't think there's anything that can cure you from shame other than love but love coming from yourself and it it can be hard it can be hard to love that same part that you are not because that's what shame is shame is you not accepting a part of you and hmm. i realized that you know when i stopped drinking i was okay because i thought that crazy part of me that crazy alter ego is not going to come anymore so I don't have to be afraid of her but I was still afraid of her I was just feeling okay because I wouldn't have to deal with her anymore but I was still afraid of her so what happened and that was the second step is that I invited her in I invited her in for tea and a chat mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and I listened to her and I gave her love, you know, I said to her, I forgive you and I, I love you. I love you no matter what, you are part of me and I'm sorry. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about, oh, ho, I never know how to pronounce it, ho, oh, pono, pono, you know, oh, yes. Hawaiian technique. Yep. Yep. I, I forgive you, I'm sorry, I love you. And yeah. thank you. Yeah. I think this is an amazing technique because when we open up to all those parts of ourselves that we do not accept, we become whole again, you mm -hmm. know? We become whole again because we call we call up all the different parts of us and we just call them to ourselves and say, look, we're going to be a happy, loving family now. We will have our challenges, but we're going to do this together because mm -hmm. we're going to clean this slate. What was done was done. And now we are just starting over again. And um, I had an interview yesterday and the interviewer said something that in the end, all we ever want is to be seen, to be heard and to be loved. And I think that those parts of me that went crazy, those parts of me that did all those things, that was just like, you know, a kid trying to get attention because it's not getting the love it wants. It's not getting the attention it wants. And I think that the best way to deal with that is to giving love to those parts, giving love to all the parts of ourselves and, and accepting them as they are. And, 
I'm saying this and I know people might say, yeah, but it's not that easy. And if you're looking for a technique, well, I think the Ohoponopono saying, I love you, well, I forgive you, I'm sorry, I love you, and thank you. Thank you for the lessons you've taught me. It, it raises, and it not only raises your own vibration, that raises a universal vibration because what you're saying is that you're not just saying it to yourself, you're saying it out to the universe, to everyone. And it, and it does. Yes. It, I mean, I, I use that too. And it's it's amazing. And people don't realise the power of it. And it's like, it's just a few words. People go, it's just a few words. And it's like, well, it doesn't harm I you. I know. Just do it. <laughs> and people go, wow, this is, you know, this is amazing. So... It's great to hear that you use that too because there's so many amazing, simple techniques out there that can be used that people don't realize how powerful they actually are. Absolutely. And this is just, as you said, simple, easy. You can do it at any time. Yeah. So, yeah. And it does work wonders. It does work amazingly well. Yeah. And so where, where are you now on your journey? What, what's, what does the road ahead look like for you? So um, it's interesting that you asked. Writing my book was part of the journey. And when the book was done, I decided that this is it. We are ready for the next step. And I say we, it's funny. I am ready for the next step. We, all those parts of me are ready yeah. for the next step. And that's actually using my story and sharing those stories, those experiences, putting them out, even the ones, or maybe especially the ones that carried a lot of shame, a strong emotional charge, sharing these because these are the ones that will resonate with people and that will have people realize that they are not alone yeah. and that you know, first, I think, first and foremost, that they are not alone. And secondly, that there is a way to, to do life differently. It can happen. And they are not doomed. Because I used to think I was doomed. I used to think I am stuck with myself. I wish I could, you know, just hop on another body in another life and be someone else. But I am just stuck with this. How the hell am I going to do life? I am just doomed forever, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't, and I just want people to know that there is a way to do things differently, and it's okay. Whatever it is that happened before, it's what leads you to that moment where you will be ready to change, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. So yeah. this is what I'm doing now. I decided to really step into this mission, of helping people who were where I was and really working with them and helping them go through that journey, go through their own journey of finding their way back to themselves and most importantly, learning to be with themselves. Yeah, and that's so important because when we share our story, because like you said, we feel very much alone. We feel like this is just us going through this. But when we share our story... So many people connect to it and then go, wow, so you felt like that too. <laughs> and it was like, yes. And so there's so much 
healing that goes on just in sharing stories. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. So where have you got a launch date for your book or are you still working um, on that? Or I haven't picked a date yet. I'm hoping for it to be out next month. So somewhere in the month of May, beginning of June, maybe. My yeah. birthday is on the 16th of June. So I'm, I've set that as the date. It's right. going to be before or definitely at latest on the 16th of June. Yeah. Brilliant. So it's like a rebirth, isn't it? You know, if it's on Absolutely. The yeah. Absolutely. And... <laughs> It's funny you say that because when I was writing my book, I was also listening to Lee Harris. I don't know if you've no. ever heard of him. He no. does wonderful things. He does these um, recordings. He's got two series. It's sounds, chanting, and toning with music. And it's just, it's like a cuddle for the soul. It's just so good. Oh. And uh the one I had bought and downloaded and listened to while I was writing was in two parts. It was uh, Rebirth. One was Rebirth, and that's why I, I remember yeah. that. One was Rebirth, and the other one, I think, was Expansion or Opening Up, or I don't know what it was, but Rebirth was definitely one of that. And I feel that that's really what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and we can. I mean, we can rebirth as many times as as we need to 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 grow into the person that we want to become. So I think that's amazing. So, how do women get in touch with you? So the easiest way is by sending me an email, yeah. or they can go have a look at my website, which is www anikina.com so a-n-n-i-c-k-i-n-a.com or which is even easier soul superstar which is the title of my book soul superstar all together all one word dot info so they all lead back to my website where you can get in touch with me or i'm also on facebook so it's facebook.com slash anikina123 Brilliant. Thank you so, yeah. so much. I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you and, and finding out your story. And, and it's, again, an amazing story. And, and I love where your journey's taken you um, and, and the next part of it. So thank you so, so much. Well, thank you. Thank you once again for allowing me to share it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.